Welcome to Sodgecast episode number eight. Today I am joined with my sister virtually. Um, we are recording from two different places in the country. Um, but say hi, Amy, or as I know her, Nan. Hi, everyone. <laughs> hi. So let's get started on this introductional episode number four. And as you can all probably tell, I am turning through each of my family members before we go into a more wider scope of people. So this is my oldest sister, Amy. Okay, so Amy, what are you up to in life at the moment? Well, to be exact, right now I am at work. Um, sitting in my office but in general I am working currently as an occupational therapist in the NDIS crazy world Um, and I'm living with my boyfriend Liam and our cat Patrick uh, in Melbourne and um, yeah and life's pretty boring at the moment apart from work in term- because of COVID lockdowns. Absolutely. And Amy, would you be kind enough to share with our audience what your role as an occupational therapist entails? Well, where do I even start? Occupational therapy is a huge, broad um, profession. It's a part of the allied health world. Um, so I work in a multidisciplinary team um, with a physio and some exercise physiologists and a speech pathologist, some other OTs, and some um, allied health professional, uh, allied health assistants, and um, we work with intellect, primarily people with intellectual disabilities, um, and helping them navigate everyday life. Um, I, as an OT, my role is to help them um, with various tasks. I can. Um, Mainly, um, I'm helping with getting people um, maybe wheelchairs or different equipment that they may need um, to help them live their best lives. Um, Or I might help them learn how to brush their teeth, for example. Um, Yeah, the word occupation in in the title as an occupational therapist means that we help people with everyday occupations such as brushing your teeth and going for a walk and whatnot. So um, yeah, it's a very broad area of the allied health world, but I absolutely love my job. That is brilliant. And other than working for um, in the in your current workplace, have you ever done any other work in the field? Like where did your interest for working with people with intellectual disabilities kind of arise from? Well, to be honest, I've never really had a passion for working with people with intellectual disabilities, primarily because I never was exposed to it before this job. Now I absolutely love it, as I said, but um, I think my passion for disability um, as a whole um, started pretty much when I started my course, I think. I don't know really why I got into my course as um, a Bachelor of Occupational Therapy, but um, yeah, once I was in it, I... Um, was exposed to the amazing world of disability and disability pride and um, that has just changed my life ever since I um, can't remember exactly what your question was but um, (laughs) can you actually repeat your question? (laughs) I was just wondering uh, where did your interest for the field arise from? Oh yeah yeah Um, so my where I think it first started was in my first semester of my course we went um, on a, I think it might, might have been the second semester of our first year, um, I went on a week-long 
camp for um, people with muscular dystrophy, which is a physical um, disability. And um, yeah, we were one-to-one support workers with um, each of the participants on the camp and it changed my life that week. Um, It was a very difficult week um, being thrown right in the deep end, but it sparked my um, love for this area and this community so that I am blessed to hopefully be a little helping hand in Um, and yeah and also I think I remember the other part of your question was um, (laughs) my other experience Um, throughout uni I worked as a um, support worker um, a disability support worker primarily with um, kids with um, physical disabilities and I absolutely love that work and um, I still do some uh, support work on weekends, on the occasional weekend with um, one of my good friends. Shout out to Husna. Very nice. That's awesome. it. <laughs> <laughs> very good. And uh, what is, aside from your career, what is something very unforgettable that you've done in your life? Oh, well, when I was, when you um, prompted me with this question the other day, um, I thought the first memory that came to mind um, that was I just, yeah, it's just completely unforgettable is, I think it was 2012, um, the five of us in our family, we went on a trip up the middle of um, Australia and across through the Kimberleys to Broome. And um, one, that that whole trip was incredible, but primarily the, um, I think we were coming into Alice Springs or somewhere in Central Australia and Dad just randomly pulled over to the side of the road and um, (laughs) he just went and got um, a shovel out of the back of the ute and got us to all come out of the ute. We were all like, what are you doing, Dad? And then um, he found some paddy melons on the side of the road, not the wallaby kangaroo thing, but like the actual, um, (laughs) like a weed. A weed that's that almost looks like a mini watermelon, um, but yeah, it's a weed. Um, and we had a go at throwing them to Dad, and he whacked them with the shovel. And it was just <laughs> like in we were the playing cricket. And, yeah, the middle of nowhere, the reddest of red dirt and sand around us. Not a person in sight. It was just unforgettable. Absolutely, and I was and I always remember with that how Dad said to us all. Um, that we would never be able to do it on our farm because we always we always have <laughs> those little paddy melons and they're not good in the crops. But other than that, yeah. that was our one opportunity to bash the bash <laughs> the bleep out of them. So yeah, yeah. it was really good. And um, that's a that I agree. That is a very unforgettable moment in our yeah. life. Um, another thing that I've got here is what's in the rest of your life which is, which there's a lot of it to come. The, what is that unforgettable thing you want to do? What is something you, basically what's on your, what's something that's on your bucket list? Okay. Um, when I was thinking about this the other day, then I think not necessarily the number one thing, but something that's quite high up on my bucket list is, I know it sounds all white girl and everything, but to go see the Northern Lights in um, Northern Europe, um, in Scandinavia. Um, That is just a dream. I think that would be just an amazing, completely unforgettable experience that I will treasure for the rest of my life. So hopefully one day when borders open and safe to travel again, 
um, that would be at the top of my list of places to go. Very nice. And has there, aside from your future travels, hopefully when all the borders open, is there something that you really want to, um, is there, has there been a particular place that you've been to in the past, other than our as trip around Australia, that kind of served that purpose of a moment overseas and seeing a different culture and seeing a different part of the world that you'll never forget? Mm, um, I think I've been to Italy twice now, I think, and that's just an incredible um, country and culture and the architecture, just so many, and the food, obviously, just so many different parts of um, visiting Italy. I would happily relive again. Um, and I'd be, I, that would definitely be on my list to place of places to go again. And yeah. I'd love to go there with um, my boyfriend Liam one day. Um, that because he hasn't been there before, and I think it would be a really special place to go together. Absolutely. And do you think you're make? How do? You, in what way do you think you're making a positive impact on the world, whether that's related to your career or not? I like to think not just in my um, OT profession, in my professional life, but also in my personal life. Um, I hope that I'm. Um, leaving a legacy that I'm a very kind and friendly person um, that is open to things and um, loves to have a good laugh. Uh, But yeah, mainly that um, I'm a kind person and I'd like to be remembered as that. Um, Not just when I leave my job, my current job one day, um, but also, yeah, when um, uh, with my friends and my family as well. Absolutely. And our last question, what's something you would tell your 18-year-old self? I know that wasn't long ago, but what would you tell her? (laughs) Yeah, so that was only, what, uh, five years ago, Um, almost um, six years ago. Um, I would tell myself that because I would have been just about to start uni, um, going into uni, my number one thing <laughs> advice would have been to myself is do the pre-readings <laughs> before every class. I hate reading and I hated do- the thought of doing it at uni and I pretty much never did it. But um, yeah, I think that it would be, um, it would have been a great advantage to be able to do that. Because a couple of times I did do it. I felt so much more confident in the classes. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, that would definitely be my advice to myself and to anyone else starting uni. Do your pre prepared. <laughs> be prepared. Absolutely. That's Very right. nice. Well, that brings us to the end of the of this introductional episode with my sister Amy. Thank you very much, Amy, for calling in from from Melbourne. I am hoping you all have a truly wonderful day. And our next episode will be with my other sister, Laura, if I can convince her. But yes, so thank you, Amy. No worries. Thank you so much for having me, Soph. You're doing a great job on the potty. Thanks, Nan. See you later, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye.